Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us. Um, we're continuing on in a series uh, that uh, we're doing. I'm calling from nothing to something. The idea for this series came from uh, a verse in 1 Peter 2.10 where Peter says, Once we were not a people, and now we are the people of God. So from that, I got that, you know, from nothing to something. And in this first couple of chapters of 1 Peter, uh, Peter sort of lays out these amazing benefits of being a follower of Christ, what it means to be a follower of Christ, and, and how it impacts us. And he's, he's going to lead us through into the second chapter where he really talks about our purpose and, and what that looks like. So, so far uh, in our series, we've talked about living hope, and, and uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is water. Thank you, my brother. I, pre- <laughs> I do. Thank you very much. So I talked about living hope and um, biblical hope. You know, it's, it's not sort of something that we based on something that we, you know, want. It's, it's based on the promises of God and His faithfulness to His promises, His demonstrated faithfulness. And it, so this living hope has the power to change us. We talked about greatly rejoicing that just in being a believer, even in difficult times, we can have this inner settledness. Um, that this, this joy of the Lord, it's not a pretend happy thing, it's just knowing that He's with us and for us and that He has us. We talked about salvation and how amazing it is. And if you remember, when I talked about salvation, I, I gave you three church terms that I'm hoping will stick with you. I keep going back to them. Justification, just as if I had not sinned. We've been saved, justified. God now chooses to see us in the perfection of His Son. It's an amazing, amazing deal. Sanctification, the work of the Holy Spirit in us. We're being saved. He continues to work in us. And glorification at whatever point in time when either he comes to get us or we go to be with him, new bodies, new deal, everything set back. Three big terms that I introduced to you, and I would love for them to stick with you. So, so I'll keep bringing them up. We talked about loving Jesus. We talked about grace. We talked about being holy. Today, interesting couple of topics. The main topic for today is redemption. So I'm going to toss in another church word for you. I hope you remember redemption. And um, because of the context, I also have to talk about reverent fear. So, kind of interesting. So that's where we're heading. That's the intro. Bad joke time. I've told you that my bad jokes now are being uh, given to me courtesy of Alexa and the Echo Dot that I got for Christmas. So now if you don't like the jokes, it's really, I'm off the hook. I kind of enjoy it. They're really bad. Well... My watch ran out of batteries earlier. That really ticked me off. No? How much do dead batteries cost? Nothing. They're free of charge. Oh, so you laugh at that. This I thought was really bad, so that's why I made the list. What What do you get if you cross an elephant with a kangaroo? Big holes all over Australia. Scripture reading, stupid. <laughs> First Peter chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, 
but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So let's dig into these topics. I think they're kind of interesting. I didn't want to just pass over that first uh, that comment there. So point number one is living in reverent fear. What in the world are they talking about? Living in reverent fear. So the word fear in the Greek is actually the word phobos. And, and uh, that's where we get our word phobia from. And it means fear or terror. And here's what's interesting is that word reverent doesn't actually appear in the Greek. It's added by the translators to give the word context. Otherwise, you might read it, and you might read it as saying that you have a father who judges each person's work impartially, um, so you should live in abject terror. And, but that's not what the context <laughs> of the verse is. Uh, Peter is not telling us to live with the soul-destroying dread. Um, he, he's saying this. Um, as a follower of Christ, as a believer, we, don't, we have no reason to be scared of God. Um, we, we have his promise that nothing can separate us from his love. Romans 8, 38, 39, I wanted to read it. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we have his promise that he's for us and he's with us and so we we don't need to be afraid of him so the, the in context and why the uh, translators added the word reverent this idea of fearing God means to have such a, a reverence for him that it has an impact on the way that we live our lives um, the, the fear of God is respecting him it's obeying him and it's it's worshiping him in awe so that's the context as you read this thing that that this is how we're to live our lives. And it's very important that we understand that because of the next concept that we're going to talk about. So we never take it for granted. So the, the main thing that I really wanted to talk about today is redemption. And, and so point number two is this, that everyone needs to be redeemed. Everyone needs to be redeemed. Um, we're in need of redemption, all of us, because we are all fallen in Adam. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So all of us have a problem. We, we are all fallen in Adam. All of us have sinned. Our sin has separated us from God. Um, we, we talk about this. So, so and, and we're all in the same boat. Our sin separated us from perfect, holy God. No way back in our own strength in our own ways of doing things you can't earn your way back you'll never be good enough to get back to perfect we're fallen uh, and so we have an issue but but God makes a way in that God comes to us in Christ lives a perfect life a sinless life goes to the cross willingly dies there on our behalf defeats death rises again and then in Christ now we have a way back but we're all in this need of redemption because we're all fallen in Adam, all of us have sinned. Now the word redeem means to buy out. And the term is used specifically in reference to the purchase of a slave's freedom. And so the application of this term uh, on, about Christ's death on the cross is this. If we are redeemed in him, that means that our prior condition was one of slavery. So by nature... We're all slaves to sin. 
That kind of has to sink in a little bit. And some people will struggle with that whole process. But, but here's one of the things I think about. Let me ask you this question. Those of you that have raised children here, how old were your children when you taught them to start breaking your rules? How old were, you, were they when you taught them to look at you with their hand on their hip and tell you no? At what age did you decide you would tell them that? And the, the thing is that you didn't have to teach them that. They were born knowing how to do wrong and choosing to do it. That's the issue. See, we, we, we were all in that same boat. All of us were born into that whole thing of knowing how to do wrong and choosing to do it. We, we, choose, we chose to do it, uh, and, and we, we still choose to do it. But things begin to change. So what's happened is that, that God has purchased our freedom in Christ at the cross, so we're no longer in bondage to the slavery of sin. Related to this concept of redemption is the word ransom. You'll see that throughout the New Testament as well. So Jesus paid the price for our release from sin and its consequences. So he, he pays the ransom, Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So his death was in exchange for our life. And the redemption that Jesus provides for us on the cross frees us from the slavery of sin. Romans 6, 5 through 7. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So, you are no longer in bondage to sin. And what that means is this, is that now you can choose by the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, sanctifying you, to, to do the next right thing. You can yield to the Spirit and do the next right thing. You now have a choice. Where prior to that, you were in slavery to sin, and you were going to continue to move into it, and into it, and into it. But now things are different. In Christ, you can choose not to. Now, let me say that sometimes we will still choose to. That's our rebellion that kicks up. And because we're a work in progress, um, we will be faced with decisions. And I, I told you this, you know, that sometimes we'll choose to do the wrong thing. I'm not, and why reverent fear is so important, we're going to get to it at the end. Um, but we need to, as, you know, as quickly as we can, catch ourselves and go back for forgiveness to the Father. And, and He empowers us to do the next right thing. See, this is the process that's in work. And this is all part of redemption and, and the ransom. And there's some really amazing benefits of redemption. Little letter A, we're forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. That's huge that we've been forgiven. Now, I've touched on this in this series, but Peter keeps kind of laying out these same ideas because he wants us to keep backing them up. I touched on that about justification, that God now chooses to see us as if we've never sinned. He sees us in the perfection of His Son because our sin um, has, has been forgiven. It's been forgiven. Um, it, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So our sin is, is forgiven. It's really important to know that because uh, 
sometimes the enemy would love to beat us up with guilt. It's one of his favorite tactics. He likes to just hammer on us and, you know, what kind of person are you? And look what you've done or you remember what you did or, and, and, uh, and we've been forgiven. And so we have to allow that to sink in. It's one of the benefits of redemption that are really amazing. It's about God's grace and it's in accordance with the riches of God's grace, forgiveness of sins. B, we're adopted into the family of God. Galatians 4, 5, and 7. To redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts and the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. And since you're a son or child, God has made you also an heir. So this is another really cool benefit of redemption. We're, we're the children of God. I know we've touched on that as well, but, but we've been adopted into the family of God. He's adopted us in uh, in this process as his children, as his sons and daughters. Well, because of redemption, we're, we, we can now be adopted into the family of God. Another big benefit is that, see, we're now at peace with God, at peace with God. Colossians 1, 18 through 20. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So, so peace with God is a, another amazing thing. It, it, it has to do with settling in His forgiveness, uh, knowing that we're forgiven, knowing that He sees us in the perfection of His Son, um, knowing that He's with us, knowing that He's for us, knowing that He, um, he gives us grace and He gives us mercy uh, so that, that we are now at peace with Him. We've been reconciled to Him, uh, and so... so we can begin to enjoy life with him. It, it changes the dynamic significantly. We're, we're his adopted children whom he loves with an unending, amazing love, and, and we are now at peace. Where before we were not at peace because we had this situation where we were separated from him. Now in redemption, we're at peace with God. And, and we can settle in that peace knowing that we're his kids and we'll be with him forever. D. We're also a temple of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about that throughout this series as part of sanctification, that the Holy Spirit, you know, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, comes and dwells in us. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You're not your own. You were bought at a price. There's the ransom. Therefore, honor God with your body. So, so the Holy Spirit now dwells in us, and because He's with us, um, we're to live this life for Him and, and, and honoring Him with the way that we live this life. And see, that brings up the third point in this whole process. And, and hopefully here I'm going to tie in reverent fear and redemption. So we're redeemed to be transformed. Point number three, redeemed to be transformed. Not on there? Good. Okay. So, write it in. Redeemed to be transformed. So that 
here's the whole thing with this passage today that, that, that Peter is, is um, giving to us. Um, the idea behind redemption is not just forgiveness of sin, which is part of it, but it's about being transformed. Remember the whole idea of this series is we're going from nothing to something. And so redemption is, is, a, is about victory over the power of sin in your everyday life. Not just forgiveness from the guilt of sin, as, as true as that is. Um, the reason that Jesus shed his infinitely precious blood was so that we could be transformed. Titus 2, 14. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. I love that verse. So think about this, because I, 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 I talk about this all the time. See, we are not living this life on, in a performance sort of situation where we're trying to perform to earn God's favor in any way, shape, or form. We already have God's favor. God, because of His grace and His mercy, has poured out His favor on us and His blessing on us in Christ. We already have it. You can't earn it. It's something that's given to you. And so when we, when we come to Christ, we begin to live this life out in Him. And, and this process of sanctification and the, the Holy Spirit, we, we learn over time to yield to Him. And He's, he's changing us from the inside out. That's, it's really a transformation. It's not a... Uh, come to Christ, what are the rules? I'm going to do those. And, and then you, you shift over into rule following because the problem with just being a rule follower is you, you quickly become a bitter person. And you become very judgmental to everybody else and very critical to everybody else and how they're following the rules in relationship to how you're following your rules. And so you, you, don't, you can't look at people just as people. You get stuck in this thing which happens in big chunks of the church. So, so the reality is that we're come to Christ and, and now what changes is my heart's desire because of who he is and what he's done is to live for him. So I love how uh, it, it says it there in, in Titus, eager to do what's good. Not trying to earn anything, just to, my heart's desire is to live for him. It's like you, you are so amazing, God. All these things that we're reading about that are available to us in you. My heart's desire when I wake up every day is to live for you. Some days I do better than others. I hope that's honest, and, and that makes sense. There are some days when I feel, well, that was a pretty good day. And then there's other days when it's like, man, that was not a very good day. And, and uh, you know, little things. <laughs> Often I get tested driving. You know this, right? So I was, I was pulling out of where I live uh, on Cudjo, Spanish Main, and US-1. And I get up to them. I'm going to go right, which is cool. And, and there at the end of Spanish Main, we have a nice little sort of on-ramp, for lack of a better word. You can actually turn and get up to speed and merge, which is really cool, right? Because you don't have to go. So I got up there, and there was cars behind me, but there was a car, uh, a vehicle with a boat trailer in the merge lane stopped. So I didn't go out there because what was the point? Uh, you know, there was, there was really nowhere to go. I could have gone out a little nowhere to go. Well, the car behind me has their own opinion, and they start hammering on the horn. And it's not a friendly reminder. 
I'm okay with a friendly reminder. Maybe I've fallen asleep. I'm, I'm kind of happy. Give me a little doop. Awesome. It wasn't a doop. It was a beep, 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 beep. And, I'm, and so I, I flashed on getting out of the car. <laughs> I flashed on it. I'm being honest. And then I thought, yeah, you never know nowadays <laughs> what that might mean. And so I just went, okay. And so I pulled out and, and stopped behind the boat. And then the car behind me that had been honking me pulled out and had to stop behind me. And I, then I wanted to get out again and go, see? <laughs> but I didn't either. <laughs> but I thought about it. So here's the, here's the rub. I would like to get to the spot where it didn't bother me at all, but I'm not there yet. I'm in process because I was able to go, it's really not a big deal, and they probably couldn't see it. And, but, but, you know, and that's a little thing, and I know I'm using funny little things, but we all have deeper things that are going on, and we're responding in ways that we shouldn't. And that's, but the process is he's working on us, and he's transforming us, and we should see some progress over time. Now, here's where the reverent fear thing ties in. See, the, the, the reverent fear is we should honor God so much and we should be so amazed at what he's done for us at his grace and his mercy and his, his, his love for us that we would never ever take for granted the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of God and use those as opportunities to not change and continue to do things that we should that's how those things tie together you would never in your mind go because he loves me and because of this amazing grace I'm going to continue to do things that I know he doesn't want me to do because he's going to love and forgive me that's where those two things work together. Because that, you know, that's where you'd want to go, God, I need you in those places where I'm stuck to help me because I don't want to continue to do that. I know that's not how you want me to live. And so, God, would you continue to help me and change me and transform me because that's at the heart of redemption. So that's this whole process that we're talking about. That's what it means. That's how he's connecting these terms that, that this, this reverent fear, we show it in our lives because we're honoring him with our lives. Never taking things for granted that he's done so that we might have life. And, and never see his amazing grace as a, as a way to justify wrong choices or our refusal to be changed and transformed by him. So that's part of this process and how amazing it is. He's transforming us from nothing to something. And it's an amazing life and an amazing journey. He's going to keep up telling us all the things that are doing as we, as we continue to press on. Because next week, he's going to say, now because of all that, I want you to love well. And uh, that's a great thing. So we'll, we'll talk about loving well next week. That's where we're going to end it for today. Um, if you can come and visit, we'd love for you to do that. In the meantime, if you need prayer, go to the website. There's a prayer page. We will pray for you, and uh, we hope to see you soon.